Welcome to the Everything Considered podcast. Today, I'm very honored to have the great Millie America join me. We're going to talk about a blog post she recently wrote called Your Voice. And in this discussion, we're going to talk about finding your voice. We're also going to talk about listening with an open heart. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This Hello, everybody. I have uh, Millie Merica back with us today, Intuitive Empath. I'm just so grateful that she's joining us again. And today we're going to talk about a topic. Uh, and it's based on a blog that she recently wrote called Your Voice. And um, this is so important. This is so, so, so important. Um, that was an amazing blog. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Annie, And thank you for having me on. And I think a lot of people can really identify with feeling shut down or shut up or not heard. And um, there's something about being heard that makes you feel like you matter, like you exist, right? Um, and unfortunately, in our world, um, people don't feel heard. Um, why, Millie, would you say that people stop expressing themselves or expressing truth? Where does that start? You know, I think it also starts from, from youth. And I think we, we pick partners in our lives that hold the same frequency as something that feels familiar to us. Um, in my case, I have, uh, I have always picked very narcissistic partners. Mm -hmm. And as narcissists, they're always correct. And there's no way of, of speaking out um, I wrote something yesterday called the Cassandra Complex. And on there, I shared that in my last relationship, I, I wasn't heard. And one day towards the end of my relationship with him, I said to him, you know, I'm so tired of not being heard. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, well, if you actually had something worthwhile to talk about, I would probably listen. Wow. And that summed up. That's when I finally decided within a few months that I had enough. I mean, and, I, and, and that's not as you know, we are right now being so divided in the world globally uh, that it's almost as if somebody pointed out yesterday on, on a comment on that blog that we are going through a massive Cassandra complex. Mm. And I mean, I don't know for your readers that don't know who Cassandra is. Cassandra was in the Greek mythology. She was the daughter of Priam and she uh, fell in love with Apollo, who was the son of Zeus. And in his be beauty to her and, and, and love, he gave her the gift of prophecy and she rejected it. And what he did, he put a curse on her that everything she said, even though she had these visions, would never be heard. Oh. And so in psychology, it's called the Cassandra complex or syndrome. In, you know, when we talk about people having the Cassandra complex, we're talking about people that talk and say things and are being ignored. Right. We also call that gaslighting now. But um, one of the things that this woman that, that wrote that comment was, she said, you know, think about the division that's happening in the world. Yeah. And it doesn't just start in childhood. It starts when we start going to elementary school or we, or we get into middle school age and what we think and how we think is constantly being shut down by the masses. Yep. Yes. Because you, you see it, you know, eighth grade is one of the most difficult grades to me. I mean, middle school. And I always think that that's where it's determined right before high school in that transition where your identity starts to develop and you, you shut yourself down if others 
make fun of you and you're not heard. And I mean, think about when we were kids, it was known that children meant to be seen and not heard. Right. Right. I, mean, I we don't do that. that. I remember that. Yeah. We don't, we don't do that to our children. I mean, they, they speak and they have a right, a voice. Yeah. And so when I was, when I was, when I wrote the article was because something had kept coming up in the theme when I went to Newton to do the ratings last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been asked to do public speaking by many people. I mean, it's not, Hey, come on. And I have constantly in my own insecurity said, no, because I think I don't speak properly or eloquently. And well, and this woman that she's actually, she does this for a living. She's a consultant. I had a meeting with her last week and she said to me, you know, Millie, I can teach a person how to get uh, gigs. I could teach them how to put together a, you know, a a conversation, a a forum, but I can't teach them charisma. Mm. You have this charisma. And I would really just want to know where this comes from that you have. And on the way to Noonan, I was in a car full of women and they asked me again. And it was funny. They had no idea that I had this conversation. Why don't you like do, you know, public speaking? Why don't you get yourself out there? And immediately I, I started feeling this thing with my past and the partners that were friends that would shut me down. And right. so when I wrote that article, it was really about finally stepping into your truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who said it. And I know it's a famous quote, speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. you yourself have gone through so much recently mm-hmm. and you haven't been heard. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how does that feel? I mean, it's, it makes you feel like you're not uh, human, like you're not um, valuable, that you're, that you're devalued as a human being um, and uh, invalidated. Just that, I think that's a perfect word, like not valid. And it's, um, it's difficult. Um, And I think it's a worldwide phenomena. I mean, I, I don't feel like it's just me. I feel like, especially in the last two to three years, uh, people have been shut down, shut up, uh, canceled. Uh, <laughs> and if it, they say anything that doesn't agree with the uh, agreed upon narrative of a few. And I think that's been a painful experience for a lot of people, particularly people who've had traumas and tragedies and have lost loved ones and you know the list goes on uh I think it's really brought a lot of things to light though and maybe that's the purpose of it maybe that's why it's come to such a head Mm -hmm. Uh, is that you know who who chooses who gets to talk and why you know that's a really good question you know what is that about that we're uh tolerant of some voices but intolerant of others. You know, those are the things that run through my mind. I remember taking a psychology class when I was doing my psychology degree and we were talking about pitches, sounds are attracted to certain sounds mm-hmm. and they're more geared to follow that sound. Or, you know, think of a singer when you singers that are, they have melody, they have, you know, um, they have this sound that is harmonious. 
And then there are people who their tone of voice re is rejected because of their, I mean, their people refuse to listen. It's almost like, ooh, no, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like nails on a chalkboard. Right. But what I think is that, that what, what happens with people that are not heard is that when it gets to a point that they get louder. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just like voice wise, but their reactions get louder. And that then becomes this, obstruction of energy where the person really shuts down the other person listening doesn't even want to hear it so right. it, it becomes this this tug of war who's listening and who's speaking and who's right and who's wrong right. and, and if you see globally right now that's it the the chalkboard is and you're, yeah. you're you're feeling it and nobody wants to hear what the other side has to say right so how do we come to some kind of platform or some kind of neutral ground where we can actually be heard. Because, I mean, I got deactivated from Facebook for talking too much about love or talking about authenticity. So, yeah. I mean, they shut me down and, and, I, and to be, I'm grateful for it. I don't want to be in a forum that doesn't think that that's proper mm -hmm. communication, mm -hmm. but it happens so much in our daily lives that you either have to grow a thick skin and mm -hmm. allow for it or, or really ignore it or really try to figure out why am I not being heard? What is going, you know, and, and that's a question that I have several people, you know, friends that they feel like they're never heard. And they ask me, why do you think somebody doesn't believe me or what? I'm like, you know, I think it's more about the person in their own head. You're not speaking their language. Right. You know how there's five languages of love? Well, yes. I think there's different languages to what is said that people can can go, oh, stop. Let me listen to this. I, I don't have an answer for that. The only thing I could do is move my own voice yes. as you move yours. And whoever resonates, resonates. Whoever doesn't, you know what? I don't want it in my life. I can love somebody, but I don't need to put up with somebody who's going to use me as, you know, Right. There's no soundboard there. There's no, no interaction. I I'm done with being invisible. Was it Maya Angelou? I can't remember. No, it was Nina Simone that says, uh, when love stops being served at the table, you need to get up something like that. I'm totally, yeah. but that's, that's the thing, like what resonates and what does not. And I think that's, there's different densities. And, um, you know, if you're speaking truth, there's, it's just not tolerated by someone who's dedicated to not hear it or dedicated to not understand. And I think that's probably a lot of it too, is that we're not a tolerant society. We claim we are, but we're not tolerate, uh, tolerant of voices that don't echo our own. You know, we're in an echo chamber, all of us. And, uh, you know, I think we have to, as a, as a species, mature to the point where we can sit with opinions that don't fully resonate with us and love that person anyway and try to connect in in other ways if that's just if it's just not happening but we just uh we instead we're policing people's words and um it's it's not okay like that's just not okay and i think we do have to have boundaries and we and when that happens we have to speak up and say i'm not feeling heard you know and i I'm not going to continue doing this if, if I'm not being heard. And the, and the sad part is that we fall into relationships where 
there's always going to be one person. I don't mean just, you know, spouses or, or romantic relationships, friendships uh, with our children, with, with coworkers, where there's always going to be one mm-hmm. that speaks a little louder and their voice right. is being heard. And a lot of times after a while, when you feel you're not being reciprocated, you, you tend to shut down. I mean, at least I yeah. do. I don't, you know. Yeah, I do too. I'll, I'll kind of not have much more to say. I'm not going to compete. Um, I'm not going to compete with that. Um, and I, I mean, think, word- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to, I was going to say what I was thinking is that need to kind of control, you know, others in any way, whether that be the narrative or be the only person speaking, I think is rooted in deep, deep fear, you know, and I, and I kind of recognize that. And when I see that dynamic, I just, I'm like you, I'm like, "Mm, I'll just kind of hang back and let you do your thing and not, not say any, anything else. But, uh, and but then I question whether that's the right thing either, because it doesn't always, uh, you know, maybe they do need to be challenged, you know, that's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Like how much do you allow somebody who's bullying or taking over to, to stop and really be challenged and say, whoa, you know, I mean, that's why we have the people in, in offices who a lot of them are egotistical and their voices are constantly being questioned and nobody wants to hear about it. I mean, you know, I think I find it interesting that the word communication has the word come in mm-hmm. it, like coming together. Yes. And the last, the, the, the less that we do of it, of we communicate, there's not just the voice. And this is where I, I wrote in my article, um, you know, it's not just the sound of your voice, but there's many forms of communication. There's nonverbal communication, there's written communication, there's, you know, music, there's art, there's all these different types of forms of communication. And we can sit in front of a painting and look at it and we don't have to say anything and yet we're interacting with that. But as people, we do need interaction. Yes. We are among others, we need that interaction and it can't always be one-sided. If you find yourself in a one-sided relationship, you have to figure out where you lost your voice or where, what do you, what do you, what are you getting out of this relationship? Yeah. And I think they kind of serve as a mirror to show you where, you know, where that issue is. You might not have known it, noticed it before, but it's that person that uh, kind of, whether they're narcissistic or whether they're just overbearing uh, that seems to want to micromanage and control everything around them. It's almost like they're showing you a mirror where you maybe don't stand up and use your voice or you're, or you have some areas of insecurity where you don't believe that you're worthy of being heard. Yeah. That's mine. That has been mine. Yeah. Mine has been a complete lack of worth where what could I possibly have to say? And this is what I said to the woman, the consultant. I said, what could I possibly have to say that anybody really wants to hear that they haven't heard it already from mm. anybody else? And she's like, well, they haven't heard it from you. Right. I said, but it's just one person's opinion. In other words, I think about people like Brene Brown or Glendale Doyle or Elizabeth Gilbert or Maya Angelou or these great speakers and these great writers that come forward and you, you follow them because they're finally saying something that resonates with your life. 
Mm-hmm. That is why it's so important to really stand up for what you believe because you never know who you're also helping get out of staying quiet, you know? And, yeah. and silence is golden. Silence is beautiful. Sure. But it's also there's a voice inside of every one of us that tells our truth and our authenticity. And if we don't use it, we're really, what are we here for? We're just navigating this, like, you know, floating or what we're for. Well, silence is, is very beautiful. Like you said, but sometimes it covers up who you really are. And I think that's the thing. Like we don't realize how beautiful our expressions are and how varied they are. It's like, um, you were talking about art earlier and I, and I think about food, even like everything Mm -hmm. has a different flavor and we love variety. I mean, variety, you know, and if we shut ourselves down, uh, to, to be accepted or to not be attacked, um, the world is missing that flavor. It's missing that, that creative masterpiece. Um, and it's so needed. You know, and I think of, when I think of you, I'm like, you're hilarious and (laughs) you're, and when you tell a story, I'm just hanging on every word because it's interesting and it's fun and it really captures my intention and it touches my heart. And, and that, that is, if you don't share those things, it's missing. It's, and you're needed. Every piece is needed. Everybody's voice is needed. Everybody needs to be allowed to come to the table. And maybe instead of looking at people we don't resonate like um you know i you know what they're saying is bad or i don't like it or i need to shut it down maybe we need to practice more inquiry with ourselves and say you know why is that bothering me so much what is it in me that is irritated by this or can't handle this expression you know so a place of inquiry not to say there's anything wrong with anybody it's just we have these little shadow elements hiding sometimes and and if somebody irritates me i need to i need to know why that is because it might not be them at all in fact most of the time it isn't them it's mm-hmm. something that is in me that's being triggered and i that think it's healing yeah and our triggers are our friends and i think a lot of people look at triggers as something to be tiptoed around and avoided. And I think that's probably why we're having so many issues right now. We do need to talk about these things, but we need to do it in a way that gives a voice to others and um, that we can in in turn share our voice, but not from a place of domination or dominating or shutting down or shutting up. That's wounding. And I think that's what all of us, you know, as children in our families and our cultures and society, experience from the moment we get here Mm -hmm. you know I have my older two sons are on complete spectrum of the political arena Mm -hmm. one is left all the way and the other one right all the way and somewhere in the middle yeah and I hear from both of them all the research and they talk to me and they tell me about this and that and I can extract from each one of them what's important and what resonates with me. Now, when the two of them get together, they can't have a conversation because one wants the other one to think just like the other. Yeah. And as a mom, it's hard to be in their presence because sure. I could be Switzerland and I could be as neutral and I can see the passion that they both have for the subjects. I can see where the research goes. One is not right and the other one is wrong. 
Right. They're just in their own conviction and in their what resonates with how they feel. Mm-hmm. We have to learn to really be open to receiving the messages, even if we don't like them. That's right. I'm not saying get, you know, get chewed out or, but if just because somebody is on a different trajectory or a different journey and have experienced what they've experienced and you come along and you're like, nope, it's like, I remember um, I have a gay son and I remember when he was growing up, I really did not know any gay people. Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't aware of gay people, I had a really hard time knowing that this four or five-year-old, you could see clearly, came from Romania when he was three, almost four, was, was going to be gay. And mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't know. And I, I feel like there are a lot of times I failed as a parent because I wanted him to be a certain way. And mm-hmm. finally, when he was around eight or nine, I was like, you got to let it go. And I started meeting a lot of gay people. And I was like, there's no difference here. What it's like you said, what we don't know or we haven't been exposed to, we shut down and we fear it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we don't accept that there's maybe, just maybe there's an al- alternative here. Can't love my son anymore. I don't care if he was gay, straight or right. bi or whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter to me. He's my kid. I love him. I love all of them. And yeah. whether they're mentally ill or they have, uh, you know, several mental disorders, I can navigate, I can't treat one like I treat the other because every person is individual. You know that you have four children. Yes, yes. And I think that that's where we make a mistake where we think this is a a one size fits all. So either we go with what the narrative is saying, what the masses are saying, or you can't have a voice. Right. No, we have to learn to really be tolerant of other people's opinions and, 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 and the expectations that are put upon them and ourselves. Yes. I think it's, it's, we do ourselves such an injustice when we close up, shut mm-hmm. down, and mm-hmm. then refuse to listen because it's not in our best interest or it's not what we, our belief system. Yes. What are our beliefs? They're based on our experiences, That's on our perception. Which is unique to the person. And that's, you know, and I think about, you know, this is something that I explored a while ago, having an and consciousness, meaning two completely opposed things can be true at the same time. They absolutely can. And I I use the example of peanuts, you know, peanuts are good for some people, they'll kill other people. You know, (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, that's true about a lot of things. And you're right in talking about how we when you mentioned about our, what we believe, our perceptions are unique to us. So we're filtering all this information through where we grew up, how we grew up, who we grew up around, you know, the time in which, which we grew up. Um, And it's going to be, you know, I think about kids with computers these days. I mean, it's natural to them. They've never not had it Mm -hmm. where you and I are like, Oh, you know, we're trying to figure out how to do things and the and it's a very steep learning curve and it's challenging. Um, you know, we've had different realities and we see through a different lens. And why can we not tolerate other people's way of looking at the world? And why can we not integrate their experiences into our own? I mean, those are questions I think that we really need to ask as a people. And this shutting down and and um, shutting up people that really needs to end. We need to have open hearts mm-hmm. towards one another 
And um, it starts with us. And of course, if someone's just really dedicated to not hearing you or trying to understand where you're coming from, it, it probably is better at that point to maybe you know, stop that communication, but go find your tribe that will hear you. Right. Right. And that's where, that's where it needs to be. I, I tend to isolate myself and hibernate when I'm going through something rough. I, and I know I have friends that would completely listen to me, hear me and try and soothe me. But my, my, the way that I am made is that while I'm going through a shit storm, I have to be in my own space and I have to deal with it in my own way. When I'm ready, guess what? I voice it out. And I think that that's also what's happening is people are, because of the two years that we were in hibernation, people have now been uh, reprogrammed to really isolate and be shut down so quickly that they're afraid that if they voice out how they really feel, Mm. that they're going to be hated or they're going to be uh, rejected. And it, and it, God, what have we done to humanity? Like think about, you know, I mean, if we're coming from love and to me, that's all there is. If we're coming from love, well, it doesn't matter if the person is, you know, Republican or, or Democrat or they're gay or they're straight or because you know, your own conviction, you don't need to, you're not going to be so easily persuaded to, you know, if you're straight, you're not so easily persuaded to be gay. I mean, that's, it would right. be like, it's not a disease. It's not like, you know what I mean? And yeah. the same goes for if you're, if you're a liberal and you believe what you believe, then why are you worried about what the Republicans are saying? Because honestly, you have your convictions. It's the fear of being manipulated. Yes. That's yes. the fear. That's the voice that needs to be overturned into coming back from a place of love is not what is said, but how is said. And I think that that's the biggest problem that we have in our society. Immediately, we feel attacked. So people yes. shut down. Yes. I mean, social media is made for that. I mean, yes. think about if it. If you don't agree with me, then I get fearful and I react. And this, right. and I think, I think you're right. I think the central core issue in all of this is fear. Mm-hmm. And fear, you know, is not love. You know, when I can, if I'm secure and I love myself and I'm comfortable with how, what I, the, my perspectives, what I see, maybe I'm open to other perspectives, but I'm comfortable with where I stand. You are absolutely no threat to me. Maybe what, I love your, I love your uh, message yesterday, by the way, about love. And fear. Oh, thank you. That was, that was beautiful. Oh, um, you. you know, April, I, I feel that the, as good as technology has been for our world, it has also not allowed us to really think for ourselves. Yes. And the minute, I mean, you can make anything be factual. Mm-hmm. You can go on any site. And if what you believe is what you believe, you can look it up and there's going to be somebody that's going to say that that's a fact. And right. you're going to side with that person and you're yes. going to hear that person. Yes. The opposite side is what is actual fact? At, the, at this point, every right. opinion becomes a fact. Yes. So. And this is one of the reasons that people are afraid to, to speak because what used to be conspiracy theories is now prophecy. It's, yes. you know, it's, it, it, sure. it's incredible that what we thought were these whack jobs or woo are now, you know, two years later going, I told you people, you know, like, and that's where if it doesn't resonate with us, if our perspectives are not in alignment, 
we mm-hmm. immediately reject what that person is saying. Right. Yeah, because these questions, I think, are so much more important than the actual answers. Because I, this is what I think mankind needs to do. Start asking yourself questions. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? You know, um, not everything's going to resonate with you. And that's okay. And, and you can have conversations with people that, and listen to people that don't agree with you. And you'll be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you'll be all right. Uh, we've gotten so sensitive that we cannot handle it. We just, we cannot handle it. And I think you're right. It all, it's because social media has by and large created these little echo chambers for us to live in mm-hmm. and it doesn't challenge us. And you know, when there's no challenge, there's no growth. Absolutely. That's where we, you know, is the discomfort, isn't it a discomfort that we grow. And I also think that people have become so sensitive about someone making a joke or being sarcastic, I tend to deflect by being sarcastic. And it's not like I'm trying to be rude. I mean, it's more like my brain works. Oh, so that's where we're going. Oh, okay. And I can totally listen and I could, and I'm not making fun of the person. I will let them speak, but in my own, like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Look at that. I mean, I spent 53 years thinking of this, this way. And I tell my children this all the time, look at that. You're teaching me something new. Yes. Because I don't do research. I, I'm not that type of person to do research. I don't go down the, the rabbit hole. I don't, I don't sure. care. I yeah. live in my own little world and I don't even watch the news. But when I have, you know, someone coming and giving me their perspective, I have two choices. I listen to them mm-hmm. and take it in and learn something, or I can listen to them and go, oh, that person's off their charts. Okay. But right. I'm not going to say that to them, but I can, I can now, and now I know where I'm standing with them. Nothing better than knowing where you're standing with somebody who you're having a conversation. That's right. That's right. And I'm you, not going to poke fun at somebody no. or, or make them feel like, you know, no, they no. need to say what they need to say. Let them say what, what they need to say and, and allow them to have their dignity as they say it um, and respectfully agree to disagree. I mean, that's kind of like an adult thing to do, you know? I used to work uh, as a guardian as a guardian rep. Mm-hmm. And I had, my favorites were the, the folks that had dementia and Alzheimer's. And I would go visit them once a month, twice a month, and I would sit with them. Mm-hmm. And I used to have this one guy, Eugene passed on. He was my favorite. He was in jail. He was in prison for a while because he, he, he shot somebody that came across his, his property. He, he was, you know, he was a good old boy and yeah. he spent some time in jail and he was an alcoholic. And, and so when I would go see him, he used to own this body shop and um, when he was younger. And so he would see me walking in and he go, oh, you're working. I would have sandals on. You're working for me in those shoes today. You may go put some boots. You can't get under that car. And because I know a lot about cars, because that was one of my passions growing up. I would just sit there and talk about motors and, and, and we would have these conversations where he was right back now. And I know it's a lot easier when it's a client, but even my mother, when, when, when my mother had dementia before she died, I had this massive house and she would be staying with me and she would say to me, um, Miha, come here. What, what do you do for a living to afford this big house? And I look at her one day and I go, you go to sleep I go hit the poles (laughs) goes what and I go I go do some stripping mama and she she goes with that body I go everybody likes some junk in the trunk mommy everybody and she would look at me and she goes 
Ay, mija, no. And then the next day she would ask me the same question. And I would say, I work for the DEA. And now I'm going to go on a stink by myself. I'm going to grab some of that money from that cocaine. Don't tell my sister because my sister works with the DEA. My oldest son said to me, well, why are you messing with her like that? I go, she's going to forget tomorrow. I mean, if, if you entertain them where they're at, they just want to be heard. That's why right. not play along? They're not going to remember what you say a day from now. You know, and I had a lot of fun with my mother. I would tell her stories and she enjoyed them at the same time that she would, she felt heard. And, yeah. and I think it's one of the things that even in, in, in later years, people forget that these older people, mm-hmm. they still have a voice. Yes. And when that voice doesn't coincide with what's going on right now, yeah. get pissed. Sure. Like, let her believe whatever she wants to believe. She's going to forget it tomorrow. It's not personal. It's not no, like- and just honor the fact that she's having this conversation. Yeah. Honor the fact that she believes what she believes. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow she's going to believe something completely different. Sure. And that's one of the things that I learned about being a guardian rep was sitting with them for an hour or two, holding their hands and hearing these stories, whether they were true or not, it didn't matter. No, it was their story. We forget that we, this is what's happening is that we all have to be in the right. We all have to be heard and be right. right. Yeah. So if you say something and it makes no sense to me, I'm going to, I'm going to correct you. Even right. if you have dementia, I'm going to correct you. No, just believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah. I mean, my mama thought I was hitting the ball with my big fat butt. I mean, she, she, she you know, I don't, I truly, I would just mess with her and she would laugh and sometimes go, no. And you know what? The next day, the same question came around in the evening and we went through a whole different story. Yeah. And I think that it, when we, when we love somebody, yeah, we learn to respect and love them for all for all for all for the entire all the good the bad the ugly the pretty and you know what you honor them by listening yes we've lost the art of listening in this in in our world today i mean everybody has to be in their right and nobody wants to say yeah i'm sorry i was wrong or whatever everybody is everybody's up in arms you know yes well, it becomes very personal and it's, you know, you remember when we were kids and you used that little adage sticks and stones may break my bones, but yes. words will never harm me. And yes, we're, words can be harmful, um, but we have to agree with them for them to be harmful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think just being self-aware and open-hearted, learning to return uh, not, not love with love. Um, because, you know, we're human, we're not always going to be loving. And, and what I might say might not be intended to be hurtful. But it's my only frame of reference. It's, it's me, you know, I haven't learned something that perhaps you've learned, or Mm -hmm. understood something that perhaps you now understand, or maybe you're misunderstanding me. So there's a lot that can happen between delivery and acceptance that can that can and does go wrong and always has, but we've lost this ability to be tolerant of whatever happens in the airways between the speaker and the listener. And, we, and we're trying to micromanage one another in, in what gets said and what's not said. And, um, you know, it's just, I think ultimately it robs us mm-hmm. uh, in that we don't get to really look at ourselves and, and really examine that. Why am I so uncomfortable right now? Do you remember when we were growing up, they had the telephone game? 
you yeah. had the cord and you would talk to another person. And by the time they got to 10 people down the line, the story has shifted. Right. Right. But you know what? Everybody was listening to what they needed to listen to. Yes. So why can't we just go back to playing telephone? Yes. You know, you could take it and interpret it any way you want. And if you want to share it down the line and it gets a little bit misconstrued, that's fine too, you know, but listen, nothing is, this is what about, this is the part that I love about holding space for my clients for a half an hour, an hour. I'm really holding space. I don't care what's happening around them or what's happening around me. Everybody wants to be heard. They want to be seen. And the thing is that the voice does go with the, with how we see that person. So even though we say, I heard you, but were you really seeing what was said? Mm -hmm. Were you really looking at me when I was speaking it? Because sometimes, you know, our facial expressions, our way of our body language has a voice of its own. Yes. And if you can't capture that and you just misconstrued everything that I said to you, then we're not having a communication. We're one-sided here. Right. Right. And I, I think we need to go back to the simplicity of really taking time to listen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Taking time to listen and not being afraid to use your voice, not feeling like I'm just going to screw up at any moment. So I might as well just go in the corner mm-hmm. and be quiet. You know, don't be quiet, please, people don't be quiet, use your voice, but use it, use it in a loving way. And mm-hmm. if you make, and if you make a mistake, first of all, forgive yourself because you're just a human, like all the rest of us. Second of all, you know, go to that person and say, you know, I really didn't mean it, how it came out, or mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I see the way you received this, but that was not the spirit in which it was intended you know, we can, we can have these conversations. I, I really believe in us. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's possible. I have a friend um, who's very eloquent. One of these people that I could sit and listen to all day long. And she was telling me about her new relationship the other day and the conversation she was having with her boyfriend, her new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said to her, oh, so this is how adults, like real adults talk. Like, the conversation was an intense conversation and his reaction was just as lovely as hers. And she's telling me this and I'm just sitting back going, hmm, I, I, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with a man that is that, uh, that mutual and that loving. And even though they were seeing different parts of the story and, and the challenges that they were going through, they were talking like, highly conscious adults and I went that's how it is I mean she kept saying she kept laughing I go no I'm not I'm I'm like that's how that's what happens I I can't wait till I have that kind of relationship with with somebody where I can sit back and go oh my god he he's hearing not just what I'm saying but he's also seeing everything around you know far out in the distance of what could happen and you know we're we are vibrating right now with everything that's happened in such a low frequency that we forget that we have the ability to raise consciousness and raise our voice to match that kind of spiritual growth. Yes. And we, we get these pettiness of conversations. And when we don't like something, we immediately shut down and attack that person that's speaking. Just mm-hmm. listen, just use listen. your voice and listen. Yes. Yes. And it's that old adage, you know, uh, you know, treat others as you would want to be treated. 
Absolutely. I mean, if I, if, if Millie, I look at you and I don't see how you and I are separate and I take you as a part of me, mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Oh God, you're so beautiful. I can't, <laughs> I can't love you any harder. You're I so borrow beautiful. a lot of things. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're, you're listening to them or you're listening to what you, yeah. what your intuition is telling you. That is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just very appreciative that you've brought this topic up because I think it needs to be explored mm -hmm. and your blog is really courageous. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's looking at things that need to be looked at. It's helping, um, it's helping people to find their truth, to find their own authenticity, to find, uh, what they uniquely have come here to bring in everybody has something beautiful and you, my friend certainly have a lot of, beautiful oh, thank you. You know, April, it's taken me many years to really um, find my voice in my writing, to be as vulnerable and transparency as, as I feel I am. Because a lot of times when I was, you know, years ago when I started writing a blog, I would censor myself. Mm. Um, I would censor because I thought I was writing for what whoever wanted to read it, what it would resonate with them. And it wasn't going as well. And the minute that I started putting my guard down and really writing from heart, what I feel and how I feel, my vulnerability, my authenticity. I'm not going to write something that I don't believe in. Right. Um, and people know when you're writing, you know, just to make, just to sell something. Yeah. It's very different. When it's yeah. coming from the heart, it's like speaking, when it comes from the heart, there's this frequency that comes out that you know that that person is being in their authentic truth. They, you, you relate to them because you go, oh my God, I've been there. I've done this. And so if I can do it, and I was afraid of putting myself out there, anybody else can do it. It's, mm. it's all about how you show up to people. And I, you know, I really don't care if it doesn't resonate with anybody. I'm not chocolate. Not everybody's going to like me. And right. you know what? That's fine. But at least I can say in my own conviction that when I show up, I show up completely. If yeah. I'm having a conversation with you, as you know, I have a conversation with you. Yes. Here was what's going on around me. Yes. And it's taken the few minutes to just connect with somebody and say, I hear you, I see you, and I acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's what makes us human. Yes. You know? Yes. That's absolutely what makes us human. And it's what uh, it's, and people really, really resonate with that. I mean, if, if I do not resonate with perfection because mm -hmm. I'm flawed and I'm still, I'm still <laughs> growing. So if, if you're trying to uh, deliver this cookie cutter version of what you think I want to hear mm -hmm. to me. Um, that's not relatable to me. And I think if people are really honest with themselves, it's not relatable to them either. Mm -hmm. So what I, one of the things I very much, I appreciate many things about you, but your ability to just be real and to be you and to be, and to just say, <laughs> just say it. And it's funny. And <laughs> I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for you and for all that you give. Likewise, darling. Likewise. I adore you. And I thank you for having me on your show again. And, and, and this subject is one that it's right now needed. You're right. Uh, yes. I mean, if we could just take it from our little world and then put it out there in, in the expansion of what's happening globally, we'll see that everybody wants to be heard, but nobody's sitting back and listening. Amen. That's a perfect way to end this. That's exactly right. I might write that down and quote that. <laughs> Thank you, Millie, for coming on. I love you, honey. Uh, Thank looking you. Looking forward to talking again soon. Thank you. Take care.